Welcome to another episode of our show. My name is Joey DeClara, and I am currently not joined by anyone. Mike Pierce is away for the week, and so I will be your solo host for uh, the next couple of weeks. However, I have a guest coming on in a few minutes to talk about some games of the year of 2017. Hopefully we'll get a few more people on to discuss that topic thoroughly. However, before we do that, I wanted to talk a little bit about some news that came from this week's Nintendo Direct. So Nintendo aired a Nintendo Direct Mini this morning and made several announcements pertaining to the Switch and its ever-expanding library. And of course, as many people expected, uh, this year is proving to be the year of the ports, wherein every game you could possibly imagine is being ported to the console. Uh, some of the exciting ports that were announced were Hyrule Warriors, which was an okay Dynasty Warriors uh, game skinned with some Legend of Zelda characters. Also, Mario Tennis Aces uh, will be coming to Nintendo Switch. I forget if that's a port of the Wii U Mario Tennis title, which wasn't very favorable. Uh, a lot of people very upset with the amount of content for what a lot of people thought to be a, lar a heavy price for the lack of content and generally not a good game. Uh, but I'm a fan of Mario Tennis and Mario Tennis Aces will have a story mode, which uh, is reminiscent of the Game Boy Color series. Now, I don't remember if the Game Boy Color series was any good. However, I do remember playing a lot of it and enjoying it as a child, so I'm excited for that. Also, quite a few older games from the DS library and uh, other consoles are coming, including East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Uh, well, I'm not sure if that's even a game. I don't know anything about that series. However, uh, more waves from Pocket Tournament coming in. Um, and then The World Ends With You Remixed is coming to Nintendo Switch. That's an old DS game. Also, a new update's coming to Super Mario Odyssey, uh, wherein you are hiding a balloon that you uh, gain from speaking to Luigi. Luigi is in the update, and then you hide the balloon for other players online to go find in their own time. And you can, of course, go find some of their balloons. An interesting concept. Uh, an update to Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, which I don't really care much about. We could talk about that with someone who cares. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which is great because I never got to play it. Retro designed that game, of course, and uh, that is an exciting port from the Wii U library. And the most exciting port, I think, is Dark Souls Remastered coming to Nintendo Switch. Now, I'm a fan of Dark Souls, but I never finished the first game, so I might just have to pick this one up and finish it on the go, as we do with many of our older games, uh, like Skyrim and the like. So, a lot of great announcements from this Nintendo Direct. Expect plenty more where that's coming from, because uh, this will certainly be the Nintendo port year, where everything comes to Nintendo Switch. Most of these announcements coming in January, uh, Dark Souls Remaster is coming in May, so stay tuned for that. However, the part I'm most excited for right now is Super Meat Boy on the Nintendo Switch uh, because I'm just a 
an outrageous Super Meat Boy fan. It's one of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion. Which is crazy, I know, because it's a Mario clone. But, I mean, call me crazy, I think it's better than a Mario. I'm once again joined by my favorite guest, non-co-host, uh, Travis Northup is back for the show. Travis, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. It's good to have you. Uh, Mike is away for the week, so I thought it was a good opportunity for us to talk about uh, some Game of the Year chatter. Uh, it's a bit of a slow week uh, as far as news is concerned. A couple stories came up, but uh, mostly people are talking a lot about Overwatch League. Uh, which is a big thing. It's happening right now, actually, and I am in the middle of uh, watching all of the matches for the first night, uh, and LA is so far killing it with both of their teams. But you're not a fan of Overwatch because uh, you don't like vid- good video games. You like bad How video games. How dare you? Which is fine. So I don't judge you for that. That's fine. So what we're going to do is talk about some game of the year, of course. Uh, me and Mike and I spoke about our games of the year, at least like what did you say your games of the year were catch me? I talked a little Zelda because Zelda's great. I talked a little bit about near automata and then Mike and I shared a common favorite of this year. And that was player unknowns battlegrounds also known as not horizon uh also known as i thought you meant mike dunn because he was uh, no no mike pierce co-host of the show so i've heard a lot of chatter about horizon heard a lot about uh a lot of games but i would assume uh considering how much you and i have talked about destiny 2 over the uh last quarter or last half of the year destiny 2 must be on your list for one of your favorite games of the year uh, definitely so not not on your list that's incredible why is that so let's let's talk about why destiny isn't one of your games of the year um well i mean destiny 2 is fine but I, I wouldn't say that it's really the best at doing almost anything i mean it's like <laughs> it's it, it's it's good at, at shooting is it the best shooter that came out that year probably not is it you know it has a cool story is it the best story definitely not Mm. As cool loot system, is it the best loot system? Definitely not. Cool mm. PvP, best PvP? No. Wow. You know, like really you, the only thing that I can say it is a contender for, for game of the year, like best thing, is uh, its soundtrack. It has a really, really good soundtrack. Yeah, wow. The music is yeah. incredible. The in music and the sound design in that game are great. And, and probably, you know, up there in the top three of, of that came out in 2017. But I mean, the, the real problem with destiny two is that 2017 was a tremendous year for games. Yeah, there man. were so many great games. And mm-hmm. in my mind, uh, you know, destiny two doesn't even really make my short list for game that's, of the year. That's funny. I would say another thing that excelled in was visuals. I know it's a con it started off as that's a true. console game and mm-hmm. there, but there are some really sweet, uh, obviously Bungie always, we talk about sky boxes. There's a lot of those, but even just the environments are really cool. Uh, they, uh, stay true to that whole destiny one, uh, aesthetics of the Vex and of the fallen or whatever, but, uh, they just really killed it. Every, I won't, forget every time i think about destiny 2 i think of the strike the pyramidian i think it was called it was so just good. a killer strike and just had amazing visuals and that's what i think of every time i play i think of destiny along with obviously uh the raid which i had a bit of a dispersed experience with 
Uh, I agree. It's not like a great game. I, you know, I disagree. That's not a great game. It's great. Uh, fine is uh, being. I wouldn't give it a fine. I would give it a great. No, no. Like, I'm I saying. Think it I'm saying it's good. a great game. I'm just yeah. saying that being for for game of the year, I, it doesn't make my top ten. Sure. So well, like, I wouldn't even like put. Picked. I mean, honestly, if I were to label a game game of the year for me, I would have to be split between probably Zelda and PUBG. But even then, I start thinking of other games like Near Automata really uh, brought something. Oh, another game. The other game I actually spoke about wasn't Near. It was uh, Getting Over It, which is not at all a game that does. Uh, what those other games I just listed does, you know, not a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, clearly not a polished game or a game. Now of, there's PUBG, like of true, like deep, long, long-lasting passion. It was just this B game, as Bennett Foddy describes it, uh, that was thrown together with a bunch of assets. But what I experienced was great in that. Uh, in that 20 hours that I spent playing this freaking game that I actually hate. But yeah, so there's different games for like different types of experiences that make my game of the year. Like my challenge of the year was getting over it. And my story of the year is near. So anyway, like those are my games, but now yeah. we don't know at all what games uh, you, cause I don't even know what other games you've played besides destiny. Cause that's all we ever I, fucking talk about. I mean, yeah, we, we only talk about destiny because I know a lot about it and I do all the coverage for GT about exactly. it. But I, I, I have a very diverse portfolio of games. I've played sure. pretty much every major game that anybody has like talked to me about for mm-hmm. the past 10, 15 years. Wow. And 2017 was no, no, uh, different. So I played Neo near, I played, uh, persona five and mm-hmm. I played, uh, breath of the wild and odyssey actually 100% at odyssey, every single purple coin, every wow. nanner, or I call them nanners. They're called the uh, power moons. Um, <laughs> they look like oh, bananas man. to me. <laughs> they, look, they look like bananas. Sure, to me. Sure. Uh, but I got, I got 999 of those. Um, yep. yeah. Uh, but if I had to put like my top 10 games this year, probably odyssey would be my number one. I know that, but it's wow. a very close tie with, uh, with, um, legend of Zelda breath of the wild. That's fine. Which I, have, which I loved. They're great um, games. They are two of a different kind of Nintendo, right? Like, and yeah. people, this is not an original uh, comment from me, but like Zelda is uh, Nintendo pushing forward and taking a genre and pushing it to this new level yeah. and uh, doing very interesting things with it. And then Mario is this ode to what was great before, you know, Mario 64 and sunshine, but generally yeah. 64. I think if you're like a, a slightly older gamer like me, you're probably going to like Odyssey more. I think that's the big divide is like, for me, there's like so much nostalgia to it, but also uh-huh. it's on a portable device. So I don't have to dedicate my time in front of the TV to doing that because when I'm home, I'm playing Xbox most likely, you know, unless mm-hmm. there's a really good PlayStation exclusive out, I'm playing my Xbox One X uh-huh. um, or on my PC. So to have it mobile just like was perfect. And then it just reminded me so much of uh, Super Mario 64, which was one of my favorite games growing up. So yeah. um, I really liked that. And then. The other games that I really liked this year were Cuphead. The mm. game was amazing. I don't know if mm. you ever played that. I really, really like hard games, games that are really difficult. That's on mm. my list. Um, I really liked Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. That game mm. was yep. amazing. That's probably yep. my best story of the year. 
Yeah, I've, I've heard I've that. That is the uh, that's the general consensus on that one. Yeah, it's like Nier, except for you don't have to play it seven times to get the good story. Yeah, man, Nier uh, was a chore to get through. Like it was a great game. I really enjoyed it, and the deeper I got, I enjoyed it more. But that's like, what the, I mean. The that's first the half of it, I'm like, wow. I like knowing that you have to get through that game and not just willingly doing doing it on the surprise of oh, this game has multiple yeah. quote unquote playthroughs. They're not really playthroughs entirely because they are differing, especially as you get yeah. to the end. They're not even a full playthrough. They're like a totally new game. But like knowing that's coming, it's pretty rough getting through that first playthrough and being like, all right, I I got a lot to go apparently. But uh yeah, yeah the the games you're listing I'm a big fan of. Can I like I wanna exploit you for some Super Mario Odyssey real quick. Oh, because sure. that game I certainly loved. Uh for the portability, I mean any game on the Switch I loved uh for the portability in tandem with whatever else was great about that game. Like that's so a crazy know, leg up that every Switch game has. That console has right? Exactly. So like cool. every game is uh elevated because I could just have it with me. And uh it's sounds like crazy because we've had portable consoles before, but this is just now we have Zelda and Odyssey on the same console that's uh, you know in our bag and Odyssey was great. It's definitely one of my games of the year. Uh, Mario 64 is one of my favorite games of all time for sure. And uh, this was a perfect ode to that. Put on a portable system. Uh, I didn't play as much portable until I beaten the. Uh, I guess we'll call it the main storyline. Like before oh. you start. See, I, I pretty much have not games. played my Switch docked. The only game that mm. I played docked was Legend of Zelda because I'm yeah. such a big fan of Legend of Zelda. But I found myself. And this is probably one of the reasons that I didn't like Legend of Zelda as much as I liked Odyssey. And and again, it's like a very slight margin. Oh. But uh, it is that when I was playing portably, I felt like it was too clunky of a game to enjoy, you know, on the bus. Because that's when I play a lot of my Switch is on the bus. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a game that I, I didn't find I could really play in bite sizes. It's kind of the same thing with like uh, Skyrim on the Switch. Is like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like a game that big where you're managing your inventory and your skills and trying to keep track of what you were doing all the time. Odyssey, mm-hmm. like, you know, each getting each moon takes like, a few minutes so you can play it in like bites and, and get through it over time, which was yeah, like yeah. super appealing to me um, rather than having like this big, like massive game that you're like, wait, what was I doing every time mm-hmm. you pick it up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the so. breath of the wild is definitely, it can be that uh, I like the Skyrim comparison for some things because obviously it was inspired by Skyrim, but mm-hmm. as far as bite size goes, like, I don't know that game can sometimes really uh, just take up hours in bits and pieces for me, especially at some point when I had finished two of the dungeons, um, I had started just totally wandering the map and really got lost in the game. And uh, a lot of the shrines were built in a way that I would be playing a lot of it on the go. Uh, So I spent a lot of time undocked, but yeah, it was docked mostly because it was such a breathtaking game. Uh, Yeah. Not, not to throw puns around, but like it was such (laughs) an awe inspiring game visually uh, not for its like graphical fidelity, but for the design of this like live world. Even though it's barren, it's also has these minute moments uh, of like you know birds flying around or the wind rustling and the music, which everyone's been talking about all year. Uh, it's got these very small, intermittent, great moments that uh, exist in a larger scale 
play time. Like you need to play for an hour to get those tiny moments and you have to be developed in the, in the game. So I agree. It's definitely best played, uh, you know, uh, on the TV, uh, docked, yeah, that's but, how I played. Yeah. That's like, the, that's probably the only switch game I'll play docked. <laughs> yeah. No, I played Mario docked as well. Uh, but then once I started like hunting for the moon, so I, I went undocked. Uh, it took definitely getting used to that, uh, at first because Mario looks actually a little small on the, uh, on the switch screen. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like to, for me, it was a little tiny. Uh, but once I got used to the game, uh, it's no problem. And, just such a fucking good game like it's, it's it is everything i want oh from a God, mario game so yeah. yeah so uh what else was on your list uh that um, you want to talk about i really really liked uh what remains of Edith finch did you play that oh yeah yeah me and hunter yeah. talked about it a while it came ago. out this he, year yeah yeah hunter did the review he was very very uh favorable towards it he gave it a 10 out of 10 or 100 uh oh he us. did yeah he oh, did wow. he he was that was that. that was when he said it like possibly his game of the year uh and uh i liked it a lot i didn't feel that passionately about it but i'm a big fan of narrative games uh and this game had very interesting little things to do uh both as a video game and both just as a story um what did you enjoy about edith finch or um, the game what remains of Edith Finch? i hadn't edith really finch, played the i hadn't really played a lot of quote unquote walking simulators yeah uh, since or since uh, Firewatch, I guess was the last one I played before that, and I really liked Firewatch, but I okay. played a few other ones that I didn't really like. I had played Gone Home, um, which I, you know, d- didn't really like click with me. I understand sure. it's I'm probably not the person it's directed towards, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, just what wasn't my type of game, and I. I had a few others that I didn't really think were great, but mm-hmm. Edith Finch, for some reason, like it just pulled me in as soon as I started playing. And I was like, I want to know what the hell's going on with this family. Like, what's what's going on here? And and I just thought it, it was such a cool game. I made all my friends play it, like even the ones that aren't gamers. I was like, you got to play this game. It's like 90 minutes long. It's so cool. That's you know? funny. So, yeah, yeah. It didn't so take like me that. 90 minutes. That, that one, one of the problems is, and I've heard this, there's a slightly unpopular issue. Uh, not unpopular, but a slightly un, uh, not not very widespread uncommon? issue. Yeah, uncommon yeah. issue. Thank you. Uh, was like, it took me a little longer than that. It took me like two and a half hours to beat. And I think hmm. I had done some backtracking here and there that I didn't need to do. And I got like lost. Like I've had that happen before. Like I've hmm. been a fan of Walking Sims before. Uh, I love Gone Home. I think it's a very, very cool story. And I was interested in the, the new idea. Then a lot of Walking Sims came out after that. And I was... Uh, I wouldn't say an apologist for them, but I was very interested in the new uh, medium, like in the new mm-hmm. style of storytelling. And I'll say now, looking back on it, I don't think it was as successful uh, in most of the regards. Like, uh, what was the game where you're following a lot of orbs? Uh, it's uh, everybody's following gone orbs? to the, no, everybody's gone to the rapture. You're following oh, a bunch oh, of yeah, like, yeah, light yeah, orbs. Yeah. And that game was just a lot of walking around and backtracking and getting lost and like not knowing where the thread was. And a lot of cool, interesting story things happening with this town of people. But uh, So yeah, there's a lot of problems with Walking Sims. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch, I hit, ran into that problem. But it's such a game. Like You're playing all these different vignettes of like moments like with these... Uh, family members and each one is just a like totally new game and a totally new experience uh you know you're playing 
like an actual video game while a kid is imagining this video game in one. And then another, you're just swinging on a swing set, like thinking about times past. It's a very interesting game. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. It wouldn't make, I guess, my short list because I even forgot about it when making my short list of, say, 10 or 12 games. But it was a fun one. I was enjoy- I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah, there was another walking quote. I, I hate the term, by the way, but there was Me another too, yeah. quote unquote walking simulator, um, Tacoma, that it came out, which was made by the Gone Home people. Oh, it sure I was. Don't yeah, I think I finished that one. Yeah. That was the sci-fi one. Yeah, it's Space funny. I I was such a big fan of Gone Home, and then Tacoma came out, and there was enough people who were just lukewarm on it that I just never just hit didn't it. Play it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll play. I waited it till I waited till it went on sale and bought it, but I I don't think yeah. I finished it. Yeah. But again, I don't. I'm, I didn't even really like Gone Home, so I don't know why. I, yeah, that's why interesting. I yeah, it. I was I was a fan, and I was looking forward to the game, and then I just it just never hit. There were so many great games this year, man. There's too many games to play. Like I was in the middle of playing Cuphead. Uh, like I was doing the, I was doing the marathon. Like I was in December playing a bunch of games. I think I played almost five games. Like some of them short, obviously. Like I played. Doki Doki Literature Club and so Gorgoa. Yeah. Doki yeah. Doki was okay. It wasn't as great. A lot of people are a big fan of it. I really like it. Yeah. We'll come back it, to it. We'll come back. But like I, I got to Cuphead and it was like one of the last games on my list of like gotta play all these games. And I was enjoying it fine. The music is fucking rad. And the art style is great as we've seen a million times. But I just couldn't. I just need to stop playing video games for a minute because I had played so many freaking games, man. Uh, so it came way. at the wrong time for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not like, came at the wrong time. Like it was just I had played. Did you beat Cuphead? I had played five games prior to that. No, no. Like I had that was on my my list of games to finish up before the year's end, and I just couldn't do it. So it might be my game of the year. It might be the best game I play in 2017, but I didn't get to it. So. Like oh. I got to it and I couldn't, I couldn't play games anymore. I just, I needed right. to put them away for a minute. Yeah, sometimes you got to take a break. That that game was amazing for me though. That like I, I really attached to that game. I played it a whole bunch of times. I beat it on its hardest difficulty. Jeez. Almost got every achievement. I did the achievement where you get through all of the, uh, the uh, side-scrolling levels um, with, without shooting any bullets. Mm-hmm. Called pacifist. Yeah, yeah, I've heard Pretty that. Tough. That sounds outrageous because I played, I played at least the first boss. And so I played that level where you're side scrolling and man, mm-hmm. I hated it. I was just, I was like, angry. I loved it. And oh, I found out that you, what, so you can well skip them. You can skip them or something. You don't have to do any of the side scrolling levels. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like just what a weird them. game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that like they, it had just been a bullet hell boss shooter and then people were like, where are the levels? And so they disappeared for a while they added and it they later, came yeah. back and they were like, we have levels now. So I well, guess so I, the, the incentive for doing the side-scrolling levels is that's the only way to get gold coins. It's one of the only ways, and mm. you get you use the gold coins to buy all your power-ups and different like weapon types and stuff. Mm. So okay, if you don't okay. do them, you're kind of putting yourself in a disadvantage. Yeah, so. gotcha. Okay, so you sort of beat it on the higher hardest difficulty because you bought I definitely all, you bought your way. To- <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Let's let's run through this one real quick because okay. I haven't gotten to speak to anyone about it. Uh, can we go full spoiler cast? I think there's no other way. No, no, no. Don't don't spoiler. I don't know how else to talk about this game though because the Just the, say the that concept a... the concept in itself is like a spoiler. You know, that's like, true. 
Like, like this was kind of, this kind of filled, filled, we won't do it. Like we won't do the spoiler, but like this kind of filled the slot of Pony Island, you know, and hearing people talk about it, I knew that's what it was. Like people said, oh, you have to play this game. Listen, it's a virtual novel, but it's not really a virtual novel. And I immediately thought of Pony Island. Like, and then I hear some other person say about the breaking the fourth wall. And it's just over and over saying, this is Pony Island 2017. I played it, and yeah, a lot of the tropes that come up are very much breaking the fourth wall, uh, trying to make you freak out by like doing stuff to your PC, and like those are fun things, but I've I've seen them before, so and expecting it, it was a little harder for me to be uh, shocked or uh, or enthralled by any of them. Uh, I will true. say it was definitely shocking. Uh, I didn't know the actual story content of it and i was i was taken aback and uh moment to moment disturbed in not a terrible way so i will say that like it's it tackles some story content that i've not seen in games uh but i was i was not like surprised enough by all the trope by all the tropes of uh breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that i see mm-hmm. well what how what did you think about the game um i I really like virtual novels. I'm kind of oh, okay. like, yeah, a sucker for them. I mean, there's there's some like popular ones that I don't really like, but playing that one, I was just like, I don't know. I, this was a year where, to me, there were, I played the new Danganronpa. I don't know if you play that series, no, but no. the it's it's also a virtual novel. I wasn't too happy with that game, so I, mm. I felt like this year was kind of a stinker for mm. visual novels. And then I played that one, which like I, f- I found out about it late and was like, oh, everybody's talking about this. Let's let's play it. People mm. at IGN like made me do it, um, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I, I played it and was like, oh, this is this is the one because there's like <laughs> one visual novel a year. I was like, oh, this is the good one. So did you so, know going into it like it was a? No, like, I knew nothing uh, about it. They were just, see, there I just you heard go, man. people. I just heard people at the office being like, dude, have you played this game? And I was like, I'm gonna play that game. I want to see what yeah. that's about. So. See, that's it, man. Like that's you gotta cool. not know what's coming because that. Uh, yeah. I saw the moments where it could have like freaked me out, and like I just knew they were coming. So yeah, I, I, I kind of regret my feelings for the game. Like I wish I had just yeah. played it, and then enjoyed it. But uh, it was it was cool at least. Like I like uh, the story itself was actually interesting. So I was thankful for that. I had never yeah. played a virtual novel before though. So oh really? Yeah. Not even yeah. Phoenix Wright. No, never played Phoenix Wright. Oh, you need to play Phoenix Wright heard, right I've now. Go do it. It's so I hear good. isn't that on three DS mostly? Oh, you can play it on your cell phone. That's how I first my played cell it. phone. Oh, on my yeah. what now? On your, your cell phone. your cellular telephone. What is that? Yeah, they they, they have all the games on your cell phone. Yes, That's right. honestly the way I would. Nobody calls them cell phones anymore, man. We got we got a pure young <laughs> cell what, what phone. You call it on your phone like that's oh, what it is phone. now. I saw a great video. Yes. This might have been this year. Maybe it's relevant, 2017. But real quick, I saw this great video of a kid, and it's probably popular. You've probably seen it. Kid on the street. Uh, his mom is recording him. He's probably four or five, and he's standing by a payphone. And, you know, payphones are this piece of ancient technology. You don't see them anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. When you do, it's like a big deal. This kid looks at it like totally baffled by what it could be picks it up and is looking at it like what the fuck is this club and the mom's laughing holding the camera says that's a phone sweetie like that's a that's a telephone and then he like his eyes bulge he's like this is a 
old fashioned phone <laughs> and i was totally blown away by how old i am by watching that video it's amazing yeah man it's rough so yeah your short list we got doki doki literature club which i do recommend people play uh Unfortunately, I kind of spoiled the fact that it's like a game to be spoiled. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's also you... not really on my game of the year list. But okay, I okay. can't remember how it came up. But yeah, okay. Uh, Edith Finch, Wolfenstein, Cuphead, Odyssey, Zelda. We've gone over most of those so far. Those are all good. Those are all definitely yeah. good ones that I that I agree with. I have you I also... played? Have you played hmm. Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy? No. I strongly recommend you play that game. What is it on? it's on pc it's it's a eight dollar game so okay. hopefully that's not too much but i mean it is it, you could probably fig- find someone uh, uh you work with that has the game just download somewhere it's like a b game uh very small and it is the hardest one of the hardest games i've played in a long time i know time. 10 on steam hey, yeah. it's on the phone it's on my it's, cell phone it's not on the phone though is it what do you what do you mean it's on that? the phone it's on it's on the apple ios Getting over it is on iOS. That's unbelievable. This will be the best Apple phone game ever, if that's the case. I don't believe that at all. All right, anyway. That's what it says on uh, this page. Getting over it is a platformer developed by... I would strongly suggest you not get it on a phone. It says uh, Steam 9 out of 10, iTunes Apple 3.7 out of 5. Yeah, I would suggest not getting it on the phone. That being said, I'm probably going to get it on the phone and see what Should that's I not look about. at any of this footage? This looks very weird. Is this shirtless Vladimir Putin? No, you can look at it. It's what? Okay. Vladimir Putin? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, no, there's that's, no spoilers. It's like a platform. looks like. Is this made by the people that made Quop? It is made by the person oh, who made Oh, my God. It's a one single One old-fashioned dude. Yeah, yeah, it's one dude game. It's uh, it's very good, and uh, you will either like it or immediately hate it. And uh, he does look you, like Putin, though. It's sure he's he's bald and maybe Russian shirtless. Yeah, shirtless. The game is entirely made out of assets from uh, whatever engine uh, shop he was using. Uh, he said he didn't really design any of the assets from the game, uh, including the character. The, the guy Watching this is so funny. Yeah. It's I, clearly like, I already I already get how the game works. And it, yeah, I yeah. It's going to be so frustrating. Yeah. So uh, I think I've described this on last week's podcast but just real quick for everyone who's listening to what travis is giggling at it's uh <laughs> it is a 2d platform of t- of sorts wherein you're this shirtless dude with a large hammer and your feet are stuck in a cauldron and so your only way only method of transportation is by using the hammer to swing it around and like swing yourself onto things grasp onto ledges and pull yourself and jettison yourself upwards. It's very hard to control, so it is very difficult. It's $5 on iPhone, or it is $8 on Steam. And I strongly suggest it to anyone who likes video games and anyone who likes laughing at themselves suck at video games. And uh, if you don't like that, you can make other people play it. Like I'm going to do to Travis. I'm going to make him play it. Hopefully mm-hmm. stream it to me via Discord or Twitch mm-hmm. or what have you, and then I can laugh at him while he does it. But it'll be okay because I have beaten the game. I got over it, so I'm allowed to laugh at other people for not getting over it. 
You're entranced by this game. This is funny. I'm reading one of the reviews. It says, getting over it is, I'll admit, rage-inducing, but it is also like therapy. Yeah. yeah. Not not therapy like adult coloring books or orchestrated music, but its own type of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very long, like... Really yeah. well thought out interview. I, I already like it, and it's very accurate so far. It is definitely a little therapeutic. There's like, it looks like a very frustrating game, but you get the theme behind the game pretty quickly. It's you know endurance and resilience, and it I mean, uh, pushes that very well. But what makes the game great is uh, Bennett Foddy's voiceover. Like he'll talk to you uh, throughout the game, and uh, it's very funny. Uh, but also very interesting. So I highly, I strongly suggest it to anyone who likes video games. Uh, Travis, you've mentioned many great a game from 2017. Many of them very high-profile games. Do you have any games that you'd like to add to the list that maybe not everyone's heard about? The Surge. The Surge. Yeah. I've not. Maybe I have. Is that the uh, the Souls-like? game yeah. that came out recently you reviewed sci-fi it. one yeah it came out yeah. in august i think or june yeah yeah maybe yeah it was a Something slow like period, that. Right? yeah yeah the surge was good yeah it was very good and i was not expecting it to be good because the the studio that makes it that made the game and the publisher that made the game or that published the game um <laughs> they they both have somewhat kind of shaky reputations for making like B games that aren't mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. good. And the developer that did this one um, had done Lords of the Fallen, which a lot of people really didn't like. Oh, right. Um, that was a, uh, a straight uh, up. Just a yeah. Souls. It yeah. was a, a, like a clone, like a shameless clone of souls. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, this was basically, Hey, what if we took the formula of dark souls, but we changed the, combat to be about cutting off people's limbs and using those limbs as weapons and armor that's like how you get new items you have to like pick a limb and chop it off while you're fighting them and also it's in a sci-fi setting with which is a really really cool sci-fi setting it's so good that sounds like the most video game video game i've ever heard it is the most video game video game but it's also very challenging there's like these really interesting boss fights there's one boss fight where you go into this room and you're like you drop into it and you're like, all right, where's the boss? Cause you can see the health bar and the boss music's playing. And yep. it turns out the room itself is the boss. What? And like all these, these limbs start coming that's out of great. the room and attacking you. And you're like, what the, and you're like, it's so oh, cool. cool, man. That's, that's really very cool. much a moment. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you've sold me. It'll, it'll yeah. go on to my list the next time a steam sale goes up. That'll yeah. If, sure. if you like, if you like difficult games, that is a really cool, difficult game with like, uh, Another thing is I was not really expecting because, you know, the Dark Souls games, they don't really have a story that you kind of have to like look for. You have to make your own story if you want it to exist. Mm. Uh, This is not that type of game. Like I was like kind of going in, not expecting a story. And then I was like, oh, this game actually has like a cool story. Like uh, there's this I don't want to spoil the beginning, but there's a really cool reveal at the beginning where you're like, oh, shit, my character is not who I thought he was. Yeah. Already at the oh beginning. shit, game! You got something to say. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Right oh. at right at the beginning, after it introduces the premise of the game and it gives you control of your character, all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, hold on!" Yeah, yeah that's oh. cool. That's yeah. very compelling. Oh. I like that. Uh, it sucks that we're giving suggestions for hard games. Like, that's rough for the listeners. Hey, yeah. you give me your uh, difficult games, and I'll give you mine. 
That's what I mean. Yeah, we both came in uh, swinging heavy. Maybe everyone also go play uh, go play Night in the Woods. It's like the easiest <laughs> game ever. You literally just play it, and it and it, and it happens. And it's a great game with a good story. What uh, other games came out this year that I played? We already said Horizon Zero Dawn, which is quite good. I don't know good. that that would be like on my top five, but good. The thing is, I had fallen <laughs> off of Horizon. I feel bad for Horizon because uh, Gorilla nailed that type of game right like totally. it is it's like okay here's also all of those open world Zelda. exactly here's yeah. they gave us all of these great open world games that were the far cry slash assassin's creed open world ubisoft style games and then other companies uh make even better versions of that like and then finally gorilla games comes around it's like here's the ultimate perfect video game with that with giant robot dinosaurs we're like fuck yeah game that sounds great zelda breath of the wild comes along it's like yes fuck all those other games they suck and they're old and now we got the new open i'm i'm so lucky i reviewed that game because i got it like three weeks early i think so Mm -hmm, i was able mm -hmm. to play that game for like two and a half weeks straight before Mm -hmm. writing the review Mm -hmm. and uh, got through the entire game and did all the side missions and fully leveled and everything before Breath of the Wild came out. So that when mm. Breath of the Wild came out, I was like, yeah, not not yeah. a problem for me. That was funny when seeing everyone uh, talk about their reviews and their impressions of the game like weeks before the game yeah. was coming out. I was like, someone at Guerrilla Games smells a game of the year on the fast approach and they're very <laughs> yeah. smart to get the game out there early. Yeah. So yeah, and, that and it was, was a really good game. I mean, I I have very few bad things to say about the game, except for that it came out at really the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only comment I have on the game, I had gotten through the beginning, and then like I had gotten out of that first beginning area where got where the village is, and then I got somewhere out in the world, and then Zelda came out. And uh, when I went back to Horizon, like I had some time, it's like, all right, I'm going to play Horizon now. Yeah. And all of a sudden you couldn't climb every surface you saw. And so it became a bad game in my mind, you know, because Zelda, oh, really? well, because Zelda, you can climb oh, everything and it's incredible how that you immediately assume that that's just a thing in games. And obviously yeah. you don't consciously assume it but just that's it's really funny how all of a sudden you go back to old games like right now i'm replaying metal gear solid 5 why i don't know but i just i had it's this urge game. to replay it because it's one of the yeah. greatest games but it is really rough getting around some of those little mountain things like like that game specifically had issues with just climbing over certain things and vaulting over certain things so now post breath of the wild it really suffers from that uh so it's funny how games can just crash those expectations you know but yeah uh, horizon other than that obviously horizon is a fantastic game one of the best looking games ever so yeah it's definitely there's also um yakuza um elder scrolls online morrowind came out this last year yeah yeah Uh, evil within two which I really liked. Did you play? I've heard game? great things. No, I heard it's got an interesting, yeah. like semi-open world system. Like, yeah, at a certain point, which I was not expecting. No, yeah. it's pretty much throughout the whole game. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds very it's, interesting, it's, though. It is a very interesting game. Yeah, yeah I don't like a, scary games. Scary. Oh, games you don't? Scare me. Yeah, they scare me. So I don't. <laughs> me play too. Them. I mean, I played the first. <laughs> one, just like this is terrible. I do not like being scared. But yeah. then, uh, just, I, the second one didn't really do that for me. Like I guess I'm kind of desensitized now. 
that sounds like a lot. Oh, Outcast crazy. 2 came out, or Outlast 2 came out. Yeah, no, I so remember that. Scary game. I remember writing up the story of like the description of why it was being banned, half not banned from Australia for a minute, and I just decided I have no interest in playing a game where a character gets their balls smashed and watches their wife get raped and all sorts of terrible things. Like I, I like I, I heard that I'm like, all right, there's another game I don't have to play this year. So it was that in Australia, always, always banning things. Yeah. Always at the story for uh, for being ban- for banning some game. All right, well, that, I think, will conclude it for this week. But uh, I appreciate you listing off all of the games. Uh, every game that came out, we reviewed all of them right here. And it was yeah, it that's was right. It was a experience. Yeah. Wow. That what was what are you doing now? Tell us what you're doing now, Joe. Right now, uh, I was going to watch uh, the rest of the Overwatch. Oh, I mean, for GT. Nah, I'm doing, doing the podcast. Oh, well, uh, I'm doing the podcast, obviously. Uh, I have some interviews lined up. I can't confirm or deny anything yet. But mm. uh, on the horizon, some possibly some more outside of company guests uh, coming on the show. Ah, uh, that's the hope cool. for this year. Uh, Travis, what do you have uh, in the works right now? for this I site? am reviewing The Hunter, Call of the Wild. It is a hunting game that aims to be so realistic that it is boring, very boring, <laughs> like really hu- like real hunting. But here's the thing. It is so realistic that it's boring, and somehow I'm really enjoying it. There's something really good about following a deer's tracks around for an hour and then finally getting it and just being like, here we go, don't mess this up, and then shooting and only doing a flesh wound and then it running away and you never finding it. There's something really <laughs> There's great something about something really that. gratifying about that. I, I, I cannot experience. explain it. I think, it, I think it's scratching the same itch as dark souls, but it's yeah. like, uh, well, you'll have to describe it because apparently you're reviewing it. So yeah, exactly. to, I guess I get there. Yeah. You can use the, the hoof prints to tell how fast it was going and which direction it was going and you use the poop to tell how recently it was there based on its dryness or yeah, wetness. You, you and pick up the poop, you eat it. Yeah. You, know, you got to touch the poop with your yeah. hand. <laughs> I cannot explain it, but it, it speaks to a primal hunter urge inside me and I'm actually enjoying it despite okay. that it is an extremely boring game. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm <laughs> interested. I think I saw like a steam ad for that and I was yeah. like intr- interested. And then I kept watching. I'm like, Oh no, this is just hunting. Like who's gonna play this game? But here's the thing: it has skill trees, it has perks, level system. It's got, a, it's got a questing system on your cell phone where people like text you with objectives. Oh, it even has the, the Ubisoft companion app. That's incredible. Dude, and the and the world is absolutely huge, and it's uh, enhanced for the Xbox One X, so it's in 4K, 60 FPS. It's got <laughs> it's it's like such. A, I'm like these guys made like a great hunting game, but nobody's yeah. gonna play it because. Nobody it's plays like, it's all the checklists for like good video game in 2017 are marked, yeah. but then you get to the actual game and it's like a thing that you could just go and do in upstate New York or whatever. I and like it that's though. Incredible. I can't believe, I believe it. you. No, it sounds great. I, I can't wait to like do all of the coverage on this. Cause this sounds <laughs> I can't wait for like the, the esports. I can't wait for the speed runs and the esports and everything. It sounds great. Oh God. The esports like the fastest time to kill a single deer. Well, that I don't know how it will work. You'll, we'll, we'll find out, though. So definitely oh, check out Travis's review when it goes live. 
and this subscribe week. to our show this week. Subscribe to our show for those interviews I was possibly talking about. And uh, please, if you have any questions, you can always email us at the email address podcast at gamingtrend.com. I am Joey DeClara. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Dagabonuts. This is Travis Northup. You can follow him at TyGuyTravis. And uh, once again, visit GamingTrend.com for all super, super cool content. Travis, thank you once more for joining us this week. Thank you.